1: On this edition of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, it's a Premier League special. We discuss Americans in the Premier League and expectations for them. We also talk about NBC and their new television strategy. And finally, we take a look at the Premier League and break down big topics. All this on the next episode of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. (laughs)
2: Hello and welcome to Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast. It's a Premier League special. I'm Steven Jodder and I'm Arman
1: Kafay. Oh, I cut you off. I'm sorry, man. Cut me to. off just like that. Yeah. I right. Had
2: to. Give us a subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at Unc Sam
1: Soccer Pod. Do all that because
2: you won't regret it.
1: Yeah, you won't. Um, but I'm regretting being here right now. I'm really tired.
2: Uh, excuses. <laughs> uh,
1: Premier League special. Yeah,
2: so much to discuss. There are five ac- Premier League players who are
1: American. Wow. That's a lot. All on separate teams, too. That's good. That's, it's going to be interesting to see how they all perform. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a big year coming up, too.
2: Yeah, it's a big World Cup year, and I think every player is uh, aiming for success, especially to get on that final 23. And uh, these players here are all at different ages, different timetable as far as it comes to their uh, career and selection for the men's national team and representation right. its it is a little bit all over the map. But let's begin with Jeff Cameron, who went to Stoke City in 2012 from the Houston Dynamo. I, I, it's just like Stoke City has done this more than once. Juan Agadello. Breck Shea. Breck Shea. They all made that leap.
1: Except Aguadelo never got that uh, that work permit. That's why he was never able to go to Stoke. Do you think he would have been successful? Agudillo? I'm not sure, honestly. He's kind of – i mean. Everyone sees his potential, but right now I don't I don't see much in him. I think he would have been okay, but I think he would have been much better off not going to the Premier League. I mean the Premier League for some Americans were like their dreams die, basically. Mm-hmm. You know do you know where Jeff Cameron started? In college, right?
2: Yeah. But do you know where he went after that? No. USL Premier Development League. Rhode Island Stingrays. Really? Yeah, and then he
1: finally was drafted by the the Dynamo. 08. I mean, I guess that's a way to say uh, the draft works. You know, I Chris, I hate the draft, but I'm mean, gonna say it works. I mean, he's been one of the staples of the Stoke City backline for so many years now.
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird though? Like he went to college and now he's playing in the Premier League. Like you don't often
1: see that that league. I mean, we have another guy on our list that's the same thing. Yedlin, Yedlin went to Akron. Yeah, yeah. and with, with the Sounders and whatnot and. Now he's playing the Premier League. I mean, no, it's, it's it's really it's really cool to see these guys get drafted and go to the Premier League. I still hate the draft and I still hate some of college soccer, but I mean, at the same time, you can't say it's not working when you have a couple of a couple of America's finest players playing in the Premier League that are drafted from college.
2: He's uh, coming closer to Clint Dempsey's record as an outfield. American player with the most appearances. He's in the prime.
1: He's a staple of their back line. Like if you're gonna watch Stoke City game, you're gonna see Jeff Cameron in the back line.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh it's gonna be huge here for this Massachusetts native. I gotta give a shout out to uh the guy from Attleboro. But he he made the leap. Stoke City, he's he's vital to the success i mean he's a regular starter for a mid-table club for a mid-table club and stoke city half talent let's not forget stoke city is one of those clubs that have tended to underachieve right when it comes to their Premier League, because they can beat manchester united and beat manchester city but then they can turn around and lose to burnley exactly or well, swansea city
1: exactly and I mean, like I said they're a fan. they're a quality team they always purchase you know players that are of quality they just can never get into the top half or compete for a spot in Europe ever well the the premier league is such a cluster bleep this
2: season with with the amount of spending and now you can add everton into the sixth so now it's like really seven clubs stoke city could so happen to to have, could finish eighth place and that's no higher they cannot get any higher than that
1: right, potentially but i mean well, see, I think
2: I think I don't know why we're talking about Stoke City. It should be focused on Jeff Cameron. Yeah, exactly. That's what
1: I'm about to say. Jeff Cameron, uh, back to him. He's you have to say he's a for sure starter in the twenty eighteen World Cup. Huge guy. Big guy. So he's he's
2: good in the air, he's solid uh defender, good, good he's at versatile. Feet. Now do you think Jeff Cameron because I've been reading stuff where he could start centrally in the midfield, maybe be more of a defensive mid. Because he, he plays that position where he could be center back. To me, he's always struck me as a, a center back. I don't feel like he pinpoints passes like you think he does because there's oftentimes in the U.S. men's national team where he launches a pass, and he, he is surrounded at Stoke City with better quality. So it's easy to get the ball to Shakiri Right, right. And he's going to be able to do stuff with it that you don't see. Christian Pulisic the the exception. But is Michael Bradley going to do the... The, the the dancing that Shakiri or Bojan no, does.
1: No. no, my thing is um, I can't. I don't see him as a D mid at all. I see him more as a center back. I mean, some people put him at full back. Again, he's most confident at the center back position because he's a big guy. He's not gonna. He's right. not
2: pacey, so he's not gonna
1: be able to fly up and down the flanks right, like Yedlin. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and on, like this is why I think the United States should switch to a three back line. They have plenty of quality center backs that they could play. Now, imagine Cameron with Brooks, and you could add maybe Omar Gonzalez into the mix for three center backs. So it's one of the positions that U.S. is really deep at. And they, they always have
2: tended to be deep at that position. Exactly.
1: And Jeff Cameron is not an exception. He's been a fantastic player. I just don't like him at D mid. I don't like him at fullback. I want him to be my center back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want him to be my center back. And maybe that three back line makes I me. Mean, Bruce Arena did that against Mexico. If you remember, they ran a three back line. Yeah. And it worked. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the United States ran it again. And I hope I hope they change and follow the trend that's going on in soccer, where a lot of teams are going back to that three back line, like trying to replicate Chelsea's success. I mean, 165
2: Premier League appearances for Stoke, or actually league appearances, yeah, for Premier League. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's a huge number. I mean, he is... I feel like he's a little underrated by Americans. He's hugely underrated. I don't know why. He's not flashy, but he plays for Stoke City. This is not a club that's surviving every year. This is a club that's in the Premier League consistently and willing to spend money on, on... not world-class talents, but... Quality players. Quality players. Exactly. Bojan, Shaqiri. I mean, Stoke City at one point fielded more
1: players who had won the Champions League than some of the, the Big Four or the Big Six. Exactly. And the fact that... I, when I saw a number, I was surprised. I was like, 165, that is an insane amount. But we don't hear about that all the time no, in American media all. and whatnot. We're all hyped. We're all well, hyped. We
2: are were, all we were talking to, to uh, Jeff right. on, the, on the previous show. And he was talking about uh you know the pull of six jerseys and stuff you don't you'll see every now and then a Cameron.
1: Yeah, but, but that's it. But the guy who does the dirty work never gets the, never gets the credit that he deserves. No,
2: but he's gonna he's gonna have to have a massive year. He is vital to Stoke City and the US Man's national team. Absolutely. It's he's a he's a key for both. Key for both. Alright, moving on to the magpies. DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin. Who's you know a pacey fullback. Dude he
1: is so fast. Like I'm might exaggerating, I say he's so fast. You watch his, you watch his film. He just is a blitz up and down the, up and down the field. I mean, I think Klinsman had him at midfield for the longest time, and uh, Arena had him at fullback now. And I think fullback's the right position for him. I think he's slowly getting better on his one on one defending, and is a defending in general because I mean he was a really raw uh, fullback coming out. Um, of college and and, and the MLS, he just pace to outpace people and come back on defense. But he wasn't the greatest one-on-one defender. I think that year in a championship helped him out. I think a year with Newcastle was was well, great. Rafa Benitez, absolutely. And Rafa Benitez, fantastic manager. So,
2: well, fantastic. Sure. For the championship, okay. For the fa- the funny thing is the championship had last season two Champions League winners. <laughs> and that is that is that's crazy. But Rafa Benitez has definitely, I think developed Yedlin that you didn't see. I think Klinsman was right to have him on, on the 14 World Cup roster. Oh, yeah, I
1: agree. 100%. I think he was a... He,
2: he was a star. And peop- that, he was a talking point. And that's what the men's national team needs. They need... they You need names with with some sort of recognition.
1: Right. And DeAndre Yedlin, I mean, you can recognize him through his hair. You can recognize him through his play. Because he's the one fast guy in the pitch that you'll see. He's running up and on the flanks. And the thing is... What he's really good at, and what he was good at when he was in MLS as well, it wasn't his defending, it was the ability to pump balls into the box. To pump balls into the box, head them in, or not head them in, but provide service for somebody to head it in. And he did that. If you watch a lot of the Newcastle film that has been posted, all you see is him crossing in balls, but them hitting the post so many times. Like he could have had like double digit assists, but you should post, post, post. Like he creates opportunities on that wing. I mean, we kind of we didn't see that many opportunities being created in the uh, Gold Cup through the fullbacks. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, and you know,
2: let's not forget DeAndre Yedlin started with Seattle, right? Yeah, he's 24 now. He went to Tottenham, was on loan at Sunderland, right? Went back to Tottenham and Newcastle bottom. So he played but that Darby up there is huge. So he's played both sides. Well, right. he hasn't played on the Newcastle side when they're playing Sunderland, but he's played for both clubs. That's that's a weird point to think about. But he had. You know, that Premier League taste while on Sunderland. He, I don't think he was necessarily ready. But now after spending the time in the championship, he's a, he's going to be uh, a regular. And I wonder if Tottenham
1: regret his sell. I mean, I don't know if they'll regret it, but he's slowly evolving into a player I think people envisioned him to be three, four years ago. Which, I mean, people have unrealistic expectations. But I think right now he's a more complete player. And I think even just this one year in the Premier League, maybe another one, is going to help him develop a lot. And, and Klinsman is right.
2: I think that when when he was under – as the manager of the U.S. men's national team, Klinsman was right in the sense that players need to play European football, European soccer. The Premier League is perfect. Look at how Cameron has developed – now, the thing is, if you had more players in the Premier League, in the Bundesliga, in the Serie a, do you? it's a question for another day, but I think the quality of the squad improves. And then these players are used to playing with with players who are better. But when you switch back and forth from MLS to Premier League and you you have this mixture of a squad, yeah, the, I think the MLS game is slower. So DeAndre Yedling, Jeff Cameron, Danny Williams, Heidman, they're used to a quicker, pacier game. So, so Yetlin is going to come in and suddenly play with the men's national team. It's not as quick, and it changes. He, I think he, he in MLS was a good jumping off point, but I think it slowed him down a little bit in his growth because Klinsman saw his potential, and he, he. I was hoping, or we should have hoped, that he made the move right out of high school. Or right out of college, but, I mean, to you an he probably didn't
1: have that interest if you're going to be honest here.
2: Nobody, yeah, yeah, and, and his interest was created because of the World Cup and the national team. When exactly. when, when Klinsmann brought him on as a substitute, and he was a pacey, just, just Portugal, and he was just
1: destroying <laughs> the wings. <laughs> is cra- is crazy and he's going to be vital for the World Cup I think as well.
2: He's yes. a starter. He's a he's a starter. He he has to come back healthy and he's going to get plenty of uh of opportunity with Newcastle. He just needs to to stay healthy and just be who he is. He cannot stress out. And at 24 he still has room to improve.
1: Oh yeah, I mean I think he's a Fantastic player, and I think he'd be a perfect wing back in that three back line that I was talking about. I think he'd be a perfect wing back going up and down the pitch. He has the energy to do that. And he has the pace, and he's now he's now a more accomplished defender, and he has that attacking work rate too. So I think he'd be. I'm telling you, I think this three five two or whatever three back line Bruce Arena wants, I think it would work for. Yeah, no, and
2: camera. I mean, these guys defensively will have seen the best of the best. Right. And, and
1: they're not going to,
2: I think sometimes with the men's national team, because these Premier League players, yes, they're going to gun for an, uh, an important, but there, none of them are in a team that's going to win the Premier League, win the Champions League. Maybe somebody, Stoke City could win the, uh, the FA Cup or the domestic. Cup go like Europa. Or Europa. Now, we'll talk about Cameron Rickers because he plays for Tottenham, but... We don't even know if he's going to get that regular opportunity. Right. So throw him out. But the other four, none of them are going to win anything. So what what they want to do is have a healthy, successful season so they can gun for that World Cup exactly. roster. But the World Cup roster is a real issue for another day. Yeah. Moving on, Danny Williams, who was promoted, or who actually wasn't promoted, but he, he actually played he, against Huddersfield Town. It's funny. In the, yes, he, in the playoff, he, he played against Huddersfield Town in the playoff final. And Reading lost, so he made he made made the move on a free transfer. So right, he's exactly. the second player here on our list that has made the jump from the championship to the Premier League.
1: And I love Danny Williams. Um twenty eight year old. I told you just before the show I think he's a better option than costa for the national team. They play the same they basically play the same position Way better as a box to box mid. He's a physical presence, uh he just goes up and down the pitch. You um when you watch him play, you see his guy just go up and down, up and down, up and down, physical, strong on the on the ball. It's interesting because people have been clamoring for Danny Williams to play for a national team more. And I just don't see why he's not getting a call up. He's a good player, and now he's gonna play in the top level. And here's another in
2: football. Here's another question that just came to my mind is whether or not Bruce Arena favors MLS players over European. Yeah, and, I, don't and know. I think that that, that hinders a, a, a name like Danny Williams, who hasn't necessarily been in spotlight. He has scored phenomenal goals for the U.S. He has made some appearances. Yeah, he has. And Twenty-two. I think he is appearances for the national
1: team. I think he's a fantastic player. I think him along with Bradley would be really interesting to see because he's not defensive. He can go up and down the pitch as well. So, and Bradley is more of a. Defensive by a player. So it's like what Acosta does. It's yeah. legit exactly what Acosta does. And and he's better. He's 28 he's years old. He's more mature. And he's played against better quality. And he's he's a lot better. And, and it's no offense to Kellen Acosta at all. He's a fantastic player. But Daniel Limbs has the experience. And I think his game is more polished than Kellen Acosta's right now. Yeah, To be fair. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All right, Emerson Hydman, who has a connection here to Dallas.
1: Yeah, he played for the Dallas Academy. His co his uh, grandfather was the uh, old FC Dallas coach, Shell Simon. Mm-hmm. He's a coach at Grand Canyon University right now. So, uh, FC Dallas to Fulham. Yep, and then Fulham to Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Bournemouth and then loan to uh,
2: Rangers. Now back at Bournemouth. Twenty one years old, so there there is a little bit of pressure for for him. To I mean, people
1: are saying it's a make or break year for him.
2: It is, because at 21 years old, if you're not going to get first-team action, you need to go find a club to to, to play. Uh, and, and actually, the reason why that's so important is you see a lot of national teams do this, where they make their players—if you're not a regular starter at your squad, you don't play for the national team. Yeah. And you you that's a good rule to implement. So if Heidman wants to play for the national team, a 21-year-old— Midfielder, which is what kind of what the U.S. men's national team needs—somebody to replace. And he's
1: very creative. I'll tell you that he is very—he cre- he is not the level of Pulisic, but the same. But th- that's what—that's what, the, that's what you know we what I'm talked saying? about a couple of shows right ago, exactly. That
2: creativity, where is it coming from? Heintzman's an option now. He needs to play for Bournemouth. Bournemouth are an excellent squad. Oh yeah, they—they're—they're they're not going to be fighting relegation better. Unlike Danny Williams, Eddie Howe, fantastic manager. Yes, and Yedlin. Danny Williams and Yedlin will be facing that survival instinct. Right, Hydman's club—they're going to be pretty safe. They scored a lot of goals. They also allowed a lot of goals in. But that creativity with Jermaine
1: Defoe up front is going to be great. I don't—I don't know if he'll play. though. That's my thing. I don't—I I don't know because he played well on loan at Rangers, and Eddie Howe was really interested in wanting to keep him, and whatnot. But I just—I I don't think he'll—I don't think he'll play that much. To be fair, honestly.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least is the young Cameron Carter Wickers. Vickers. Tottenham. Vickers, Vickers. Not Wickers. Wickers. Vickers.
1: He's a really powerful defender, and he's another one of those center backs that United States has that are just strong and powerful in the air and pretty, pretty, pretty big. Um, he made his
2: Tottenham debut uh, last year in a 5 0 winning over Gillingham in the uh, FA Cup or EFL? The EFL? EFL Cup. EFL Cup.
1: Yeah, but and again, Tottenham's back line is pretty freaking good. Well, that's the thing. is He's playing at a, a club
2: of that stature. Pochettino has liked him. That's He's come out saying that yeah, he's absolutely. liked him.
1: Uh, but he's he, not going to break the first team. I don't think so. Not yet. I think he still has a little bit more time to develop, yeah. which means I don't know if he'll be in the World Cup roster. I mean, again, it's an issue for another day. Well, but, how old is he? About 19, I want to say. Well, that's the thing. is He's still so he's
2: young. He's still young, 19, 20. Now, but... If, if Bruce Arena is smart, you bring him in. Yeah, I think so. I think a, a player like that, you bring him in. That's
1: that's against your rule, though.
2: He doesn't play, but he's so young. You, you reserve one or two spots for the right, young guys.
1: right, like they did for Julian Green. Julian Green, you you bring the experience. You bring them. to...
2: Thea Walcott famously did this in two thousand and I think six was with the England World Cup. It wasn't with the two thousand and ten. It was it was such a flip flop of what should have happened. But Cameron Wickers should be. On the roster, you think? Yes, because playing at Tottenham, you're surrounded yourself with such talent. You're gonna learn from Eric Dyer. You're gonna learn from these center backs, that Kieran can, Trippier, huh? Kieran Trippier, yeah. All those defenders, are, defenders are quality, exactly. And but he, he, I think he's gonna get more playing time, and it depends on how much playing time. Now, what, what I would recommend him doing is, if he doesn't get enough playing time in December, ask by December, you ask him to go on loan for the World Cup because. That is where a lot of these players get Jeff Cameron, DeAndre Yellen, Danny Williams, Hydman, and Cameron Carter Vickers. 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 They all need to be playing. That is the most important thing yeah, when exactly. it comes to their World Cup spot in exactly. this upcoming Premier League season. Exactly. It's health and playing.
1: Exactly. And I think the only thing that might backfire against Cameron is uh well Cameron Carter Vickers, excuse me, is the fact that there's so many quality center backs with the United States national team. So many. And I think... I like the... I mean... I don't think i will get that spot. I like
2: the pairing. If, if Cameron Vickers is as good as people say he is, pair him up with Jeff Cameron and, and Brooks for a back three. There we go. That's my you have, back three right there. You have three defenders playing at top... Quality and playing against top quality. So when Germany comes attacks them, they're not gonna poo poo themselves.
1: Yeah, but Cameron Carter-Vickers, I think, is too young for that. And I think maybe the O'Mar is also a better fit. Hey, a that's lot just of things, my opinion. A
2: lot of things can happen. Remember Christian Pulisic, where he was last year. at this Yeah, point. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League special continues.
1: Yep, Premier that our, League.
2: That was our American discussion. Now let's get let's get into some other things American related when it comes to the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, see Next. we
1: still get the American twist on this guys. We're not we're not going all out Premier League. We're not selling out on you guys, we promise. As it, when it
2: comes to soccer, what is more important? The MLS or Premier League
1: Here in it, the States? When it comes to soccer growth MLS is obviously be important when it comes to popularity it's obviously the Premier League that's more popular than the MLS
2: how how much do you enjoy getting up Saturday mornings and the first thing you can do is you flip on the television turn to NBC sports and there is there's Premier League football honestly on. I like it a lot I'm not gonna lie it is, I, I, I love it it's a phenomenon that no league here in America can replicate oh yeah
1: maybe also have NFL going England.
2: to London well yeah and the, but the product, the product of Premier League football is fantastic. It's ninety minutes, so it's really, and an hour and forty-five because you have the fifteen-minute half. Yeah. But it it's there's no extended time. All either. the games start on time, unlike they, MLS. Yeah, they start on time. <laughs> <laughs> they start on time, and you know when the game's gonna end. You pretty much know, unless something does an absolute disaster, like uh, Fabrice Wamba. With the who collapsed in the middle of the field and the game was suspended and all that, unless something like that happens, you're not going to sit there for four, five hours like you see in Major League Baseball. NFL is three hours long. That's twice the length of a a soccer game, even MLS length. But the product of Premier League and the broadcast NBC does is great. Oh. It's
1: phenomenal. Honestly, when NBC purchased the rights, I think a lot of people were like worried, but it's better than Fox Soccer. We all hate Fox Soccer. Fox, I hate Fox oh, Soccer. Fox Soccer was awful. It was terrible.
2: It, it was cheap. It, it felt cheap. But NBC has really
1: invested into this product. And they invested into it, and now we've got access to see all the Premier League games, but that's changing. Yeah, well, it's changing, but let, let's set
2: it up here. Sports Media Watch, the 2016-17 English Premier League season averaged 420,000 viewers per window across the NBC family of networks. I mean, down
1: that's, that's not a lot. I mean, 10, it's a lot. But I half a million. Yeah.
2: But think about these windows depend because they could be at 6, 6 a.m., 8, 8 yeah. 9. Uh, Do, is there 10. a specific breakdown of the... there, There's not. Okay. But uh, down 18% from last year and down 12% from 2014 and 15. I wonder why. Well, we'll get to that here in a second. <laughs> and it's been the smallest since their their broadcast rights have been obtained in 2013. Wow, but do you know what the number was actually at ESPN and Fox Sports? Worse, 2013 They only averaged two hundred twenty thousand. So NBC Sports had when they obtained the Premier League rights, they
1: instantly doubled. And they, the thing is, they also put their they put their games on uh, like the local the local NBC station, CNBC. If they don't have room, I mean, people have these channels. No one, I never really had Fox Soccer to be honest, and. The ESPN games, it would be like, okay, one game that showcase maybe like every other week. It was pretty it was Well, it was always dull. the big games. It was Arsenal, Chelsea. It was I pretty dull. I remember
2: that when Percy had like a hat trick and it was like a 4-2 to two game. It was really
1: it was dull. I, their coverage was very dull. Yeah, it,
2: and they only broadcasted the big games. Now, the, the thing is TV ratings across every sport here in America has declined. NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA, MLS have all taken a hit the last year. It's because everyone's making that switch or cord cutting. Cord cutting. According to Nielsen, the number of people without TV pay, meaning cutting a cord, went up by 8.4 million between 2012 and 2016. Not surprised at all. They're going to to alternative ways. NBC did see a spike in in uh, online viewership, which is good. You see, okay, you see decline. I wonder now. They should what they should do is average the, the to see what the growth was by actual viewership and then tack it on to what they saw on the television,
1: right? Yeah, uh, but and, like, like you said, everyone's switching to streaming now. A lot of people switch, like, they like a lot of people on cable, they'll go like Sling TV or something like mm-hmm. that, and that's their way of uh streaming. The and matches. if you're
2: an American soccer fan and you love the European leagues you could everybody could who's listening to this podcast which is a lot of people so don't be surprised if you see other people raising their hands at some random point raise your hand right now if you have watched an online soccer game illegally i'm raising my hand everybody's done that that is that is a typical soccer fan so it's like people have the market and the appetite to go out and search on the internet for 15 minutes to find which link actually broadcasts the game.
1: I I, I spent an hour trying to find a link once. so well, yeah, I'm, I got... yeah, I was committed. I mean, was trying you're... to watch a random league game. But yeah, people are committed to finding these games. So yeah, there is a market. There is a demand for Premier League soccer. There's a thirst. And it was so exciting when we saw uh, NBC take over the rights. And every game, you had Premier League extra time. You could go online and stream all these games. Yeah. And now it's... Gone. It, it is kind of gone, and we're going to get to that, the
2: Premier League gold pass. We'll talk about that. But I want to ask you, what do you think here in America? The most popular of clubs are, 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 is Arsenal. The most popular club is Arsenal. We're the both main, wearing Arsenal
1: jerseys right now, actually.
2: It is, but I'm an Arsenal supporter. You're I kinda, used to like
1: the jersey. I think it's cool.
2: Okay, he wears it. I don't know. Don't ask me. You can get on his case, not mine. That's <laughs> uh, Arman Kafai. What's your Twitter <laughs>
1: handle? We'll say it at the end of the show, man. Say it at the end of the show.
2: Okay, but uh, the most per- – the most talked about clubs here on Twitter is Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea. The big teams. The big teams, obviously the six. Now, what club do you think is the highest based on television average? Liverpool. Liverpool. By good margin, they they average close to half a million. Okay. Uh, but what club last year was broadcasted every time, every of their games was broadcasted on the television? Man There's United. Yes. Did you read this chart? No, I'm just I was You're just guess. guessing. I mean, but Liverpool had two less appearances than. People uh, love Liverpool in the United States. They do. I and mean, the TV shows it. But Manchester United was third on that list. Who was second? Guess who was second? Chelsea? No, City.
1: Oh, the boys. new boys. <laughs>
2: spent a lot of money. Five, h- half a billion dollars in the last two years. Third was Arsenal. Now, here's the most
1: surprising who do you think was fifth? Um, let me think Spurs? No, West Ham. That actually makes sense because I remember seeing West Ham on TV a lot. No, they weren't on t- television all that long. Really,
2: on on TV viewership, they they averaged the fifth most when their games were broadcasted. They averaged fifth most, but they were only broadcasted 18 against big times. Te- but were
1: they one? But were their games broadcasted against the big teams? That could that probably um, could. That's skew. probably why their numbers yeah, inflated good. a little
2: bit. Interesting. Who do you think was least broadcasted? Um, who was who was relegated? Probably like a Burnley or something. No, West Brom. But, they, they're, West Brom's a good team, though. but they're smack dab in the middle when it comes to actual. So it's teams.
1: no excitement, you know, like, well, like they're also smack dab in the middle of the table, too. So, I mean, they're not about to get relegated and not about to win the leagues. So, I mean, I guess no one really cares about that middle spot. Going to, to back honest, to,
2: to our American point, Stoke City, you would think Stoke City would get some sort of spike there's an American playing. They're the third worst. I'm telling worst. you, he's
1: underrated. Jeff Cameron's underrated. Third worst. It's like people like don't know who he is third worst quality player but the,
2: the television you know broadcast is, is important now you have Fox the introduction of Bundesliga and it's
1: great it's not like the best coverage but hey it's another option to watch you don't have to watch this Premier League and Bundesliga is an exciting league in itself no it's yeah I agree now do you
2: think that when Pulisic and Dortmund are playing and Pulisic is started, do you think there will be some guys who do make the switch from the Premier League game to Pulisic and Dortmund I've done that I'll be honest with you. I've done that. I mean, I'll watch obviously because of my Swiss background. I'll watch the Swiss players in the Bundesliga, like when Leipzig and Bayern was playing. You remember
1: that game? Yeah, I was. I watched you that. Watched game that. for sure.
2: I, I still, I still am pro Premier League. That's to me. I love that league. I know, I know the players more. I follow the clubs more. I did, that's that's where my yeah. Heart but Leipzig is. was
1: Leipzig was interesting with all their young players rising up. Yeah, to, don't to get say. me.
2: Yes, I understand. The game quality is just as good in this Bundesliga. I just don't have that same draw to the Bundesliga. Okay. Now, when there's a big game, Dortmund, Bayern Munich, or, you know, the massive ones, yes, I'm watching. Okay. But okay I, 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 prefer, Okay, Steven. I prefer the Premier League. What do, you, <laughs> what do you want me to say? But do you think that's – should should the Premier League ratings
1: even matter? I mean, yes and no. I mean, the interest is there. I mean, that's all I really need to know. The interest is there. I mean, the ratings don't really – I don't think the ratings reflect the interest. I mean – not everyone in the world has a Nielsen rating box.
0: Yeah. But that's no, how
1: TV people recognize it, that. But that, that's important. It is, yeah. I mean, if the success of the show is based on our ratings. I mean, we don't get ratings, so. Yeah, we do. Yeah, nine We're, iTunes ratings. <laughs> Apparently I'm really handsome, so anyways. There you go. Yeah, ju- uh,
2: Not only subscribe, leave a review on iTunes for us. <laughs> You should go read those, listeners. You should be interested because there's some weird ones. But NBC Sports is actually because of the cable cutting. And it's not that. See, the thing is, a lot of other sports, the views, I think the reason why their TV ratings went down, like the NFL, MLB, is A, their sports have become a little boring. It's too long of a window. Like, right. who, who's got three hours to spend on NFL? Who's got four hours to watch the Red Sox and the Yankees play? A meaningless one out of 60, 162 games. Nobody. The Premier League is beautiful because it's in the MLS. Soccer in general is beautiful. It's a 90 minute game. Unless it's a tournament game, you're not going to get more. You are going to sit there. You know, I can predict when the game's going to end. So if I'm going to miss 10 minutes of the game, I know that. So I'm laughing because like, Steven's on this rant. <laughs> it's but kind of, it's, it's true. Ca- it's kind of funny. Now, yeah, no, it's true. NBC Sports is about to screw everything up with this stupid NBC Gold package, which I don't
1: even know what it is because it makes no sense. Do you know what it is? I know what it is. What is it? Basically, it's all the games that wouldn't be broadcasted on TV that would be broadcasted on extra time. They're selling it as a package. So I think it's it 60 or $50. 49 dollars So they're going to charge you $50 to watch all the lower games that aren't going to be broadcasted on TV. Uh, which I hate Which that. blows my mind because who's going to watch those games? I mean, there's always to me some fans are like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, 50 bucks to watch Well, soccer. Newcastle,
2: for example, Newcastle, next. Year, they, there's, a, there's a population of Newcastle fans everywhere you go. Right. They, there, for some reason, they have a popularity uncharted here in America. But who's
1: going to want to pay for that? That's the thing, and fifty bucks to watch a bunch of games that aren't like marquee matchups. That are it's not including your, your 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 usual United City, all that, all those big teams. It's like a matchup between like I'm trying to think of a really boring matchup, like Burnley. No offense to Burnley, Burnley and like Brighton. Like who's gonna well, watch that? Well, like, it's like. Uh, I mean, you $50. Who
2: wants to spend $50 on this? I don't. I okay, I enjoy the free won't. crap. I won't. I'm
1: going back to illegal streaming. I will. NBC do that Sports, too.
2: you're about to have a lot of illegal streams of your product. Good job for you.
1: Yeah, and they could have taken advantage so of it. So you're still going to get the TV games. Yeah, and so that's why I'm not going to buy it because it's not going to affect my TV. It's not going to affect what I watch on NBC. But I enjoyed watching
2: Watford play Swansea City. I did. I thoroughly want. I mean, you can make that happen. You just gotta find that uh, illegal stream. Yo, yeah, but I enjoyed that when I could click around and oh, there's a score line of two to two to one in the 60th minute. Oh, I'm gonna hit West. Yeah, Pan exactly. That was that was really interesting. Watford or something like that. I'm gonna click that. Arsenal are boring the crap out of me. I don't want to watch this. Arsenal are up 4 nothing. I'm not going to watch yeah, that. Yeah, that's
1: actually a good point right there. Yeah, You I know, you, you
2: can flip back and forth. That was cool. At one point, if you had a really good cable su- subscriber, you had all the games on your television. You just had to find... You could I remember. Play. I remember that.
1: And, and then they took away my extra time.
2: God, I hated that. I hated that. You also get features of like preseason activity that no one cares about because we don't live in England. We just care about the Premier League season as a whole.
1: Exactly, and... It's like a, I would say a worse MLS Live. I have MLS Live, so oh, there you go. I, I, I have the experience. I mean, MLS Live at least you get all the games. You still get the games that are broadcasted on TV, and for some reason, MLS only broadcasts like five specific teams on TV. So you get all the, you get a bunch of a bunch of the games for uh, basically the majority of games in MLS. But I mean, for the Premier League, for NBC to do it, I'm not surprised to be honest because I mean like like they've been using this product NBC or the Premier League without charging a stream a subscription or anything stupid and I think
2: they are ruining a. like it's not it's perfect to me the Premier League coverage is perfect there's nothing they can do to make it better it is such a good TV product
1: it really is no with Arlo White with everybody with the halftime with Rebecca Lowe with all the, the coverage Robbies. it's Men in Blazers it's pretty
2: nice. It's pretty nice, and it comes down to this. Americans, why is the NFL struggling? Because the product on the field is crap, and it's too long. Why is Major League Baseball struggling? It's boring, and it's too long. It's NBA. Parody's gone down a little bit. That too. And there's too many. It, the game at the end is no longer interesting where there's too many timeouts. The NFL and NBA. The NBA took two, TV, two timeouts out of the end. Away. Away. And the NFL is cutting back on how many commercials. They have to. The TV product in American sports is awful. Now MLS and Major, uh, the Premier League have the advantage of their two t- 45 minute windows. No interruptions. No interruptions, unless hell freezes over.
1: Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to watch.
2: Beautiful. And
1: but uh, yeah. Yes. And,
2: and it will be interesting to see what what this gold, you know, gold package that we get on what NBC. the with
1: the how much they sell is my thing. I'm interested with how many subscriptions they get.
2: Are they gonna lose T V viewership? Are people gonna be turned off?
1: Because if people wanna speak with their wallets and say we don't agree with this, we're not gonna buy it. And if people don't buy it, maybe MBC be like, This isn't worth it. This is maybe a bad idea. Bad idea, maybe we go back to the free. Or maybe do some sort of different subscription.
2: I mean Maybe subscribe to to the Premier League magazine on NBC sports. Do do get authors to write about the clubs. Then you sub- then you subsidize half of it with, with with that. So you see these monthly subscriptions to these online sports magazines. Right, right, right. You know? And for four ninety nine a month you can get this awesome coverage of Team X.
1: Yeah, it'd be nice.
2: That would be great. That'd be good that's the investment NBC should be making that leap, growing the Premier League. Now the question is is Major League Soccer liking that? They don't conflict with each other whatsoever. The Major games- League
1: Soccer loves the Premier League because what they what they try to do is they try to get the games on and they try to time the games right after them so you segue. look at the, look at Fox whenever they have the uh, FA Cup games they try to time perfectly so the next literally 15 minute window then the MLS game starts yeah yeah it, they 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 try to they try to do that my thing is i really i wish NBC would get coverage of the FA Cup
2: i Ooh, think that'd be, interesting. That'd be awesome I think that'd be all interesting. right
1: but uh, yeah so the
2: NBC TV ratings are an interesting topic because they, they're declining like on a lot of things here in America, and that's due to a lot of it to the cable subscriptions. Cut, so, cut, cut. Cut, cut, cut. All right, after this, we're actually going to talk about the Premier League.
1: Ooh, change up. Ooh. Welcome back, listeners. Y'all ready for some Premier League talk? Y'all ready for is, some Premier League talk? Yeah, hey, I'm Texan. I'm going to say y'all. I know Steven is. Steven's been crying with the Premier League for the last, like, three days. I love it. He's like, is it. Is it your favorite
2: league? Or do you like the MLS
1: more? I have a connection with the MLS because I, I live here. That, that's my thing. Like, and I love MLS, but Premier League is my favorite thing to watch. It's the most entertainment. If that makes any sense, because some no, games no, it makes absolutely I, no sense. Because some MLS team games make me bored. I mean, uh, yeah,
2: sure, they definitely. But
1: but most Premier League games, like they always like never fail to excite me, even when it's like three zero. Oh yeah, I mean. So I mean, if that makes any sense, but I have a connection to MLS. Like I love. No, I,
2: I think we all have a connection to MLS. And for example, the question is: Would you rather watch Swansea City or against Watford or New York Red Bulls against the New England Revolution?
1: That's a tough question. Well, for me at least. But the thing is, for the we, casual we, we viewer, just is gonna talk, to
2: say Swansea. We just talked about it. We, you don't have that conflict yet. No. The games overlap. I don't know. Maybe. I don't think we ever will. I don't think we ever will either. It's just it's it's that simple. There's no conflict, so it it works out perfectly for Major League Soccer and Premier League.
1: I think Major League Soccer needs to partner with the Premier League, like we're talking about. Maybe partner with them, and well, not like in a way, but like you know, cross. We get a Premier League club. I mean, we already have one.
2: Lot New York New City. city. No, I've there's a sports radio host up in Boston, and he Boston. believes he believes the if the England won an NFL club, they we get an, a Premier League club,
1: that'd be kind of fun. What city would it be in New York?
2: Yeah, up north somewhere.
1: Uh, New York, a Yankee Stadium.
2: <laughs> just, just saying. They, I, dude, if we, if you had Manchester United, Chelsea come back to back weekends, that you could sell out. The question is, would it be even a home game or would it be a road game? Because everybody would want to support Chelsea. It would be
1: definitely a definite road game. It would be stupid. It would be really Yeah, They dumb. would be on the road every game. It would be stupid. It would be really stupid. You have fans just flocking. It would be stupid. All I think right. it would be a big exhibit, a- exhibitions. All so. right, but the
2: Premier League has spent a ton of money this past season. I mean,
1: everyone has. Literally every club has. Yeah. It's that those TV money, that TV money coming in, those billions of dollars pumping into the teams. It's, it's a massive amount, let's be honest here. I believe it's uh, Huddersfield Town who broke
2: their own transfer club With record. With
1: Aaron Mui, right? Yeah, Mui? yeah, yeah. But they Mui, broke sir. their
2: own club record, transfer cl- uh, club transfer record three times in 12 days. Yeah. That's how much – I mean, that is a club that just got promoted, a club that has a budget. If you don't spend in the Premier League, i say you're screwed. Do you realize Huddersfield Town plays at Amex Stadium? A, I hope it's Amex Stadium. I think it is.
1: I think that's the. Uh, I think that's a Brighton Stadium. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a- Amex. Amex Stadium. I'm ninety percent. I'm actually pretty confident it's the Brighton Stadium. Actually, I don't think it's a Brighton Stadium. Nothing but they. Who is it? Come on, Google it for they me. They play at Kirklees Stadium. Who? Huddersfield Town. Who plays at uh?
2: is Brighton plays at Amex stadium yep. isn't? It? Okay. Anyway, what I was saying is Amex stadium for Brighton, a club that was also promoted. Yeah. Their stadium cost less than what Manchester City did to buy two players this past off season.
1: But the where they uh, Brighton actually plays at Falmer stadium. Who plays at Amex stadium? I don't know, man. So their stadium was worth less than uh man- how much Manchester City spent on their squad is that what you're saying?
2: See, I don't believe you. Amex Stadium. Who plays at Amex Stadium? I'm asking
1: you. It's Brighton. Well, it says Fulmer here, so whatever. I knew. I thought it was Brighton. Uh,
2: Fuller Stadium, known as sponsor sponsorship purposes as American Express Community. So Stadium. So Amex Stadium. There it go. is. Amex Stadium. All
1: right, now we can get off that topic and get back to Premier League. Okay, topic. but
2: so the Premier League's got. The crazy thing about the Premier League this season is the craziness of the season and what it is going to be. Because there are seven clubs now competing for European positions.
1: Who are your seven?
2: Well, the big six, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, United, City, Tottenham. Add in Everton because they spent so much money. Now, is Everton actually going to compete? No, but they could throw a wrinkle into all this. Wow. Okay, so you really have six competing for Champions League, seven competing for European.
1: And there's always that one team that just figures out a way to break in close to mid table or not. That has that gets that gets hot. Yeah, there's a club. You know that gets, yeah, yeah. There's a club that's gonna
2: that's gonna be a lot better than everybody expects. Yeah, exactly. So they're not gonna pull off Leicester City, but they could be. Up until Christmas, being fifth position, and you see United and Arsenal below them. Yeah, exactly. And it's not Everton. And you take out Everton because Everton suddenly is where the new boys on the block. We have the money, too. Now we're going to you know, try right. to buy our way up. But you have that, and then you have the cluster bleep of the European schedule. Five of these six big clubs in England are in the Champions League.
1: Five. Think about yep. that. Five. Yep. that's a, this is a big number. It's a huge number. Yeah, it's big for their coefficient, too. Not even that.
2: Then you have Arsenal in the Europa League. They're all going to want to play well in European football. Well,
1: I mean, you heard what Wegner said about the uh, uh, the, uh, the Premier League versus the uh, Europa League. They said that they're focused on the Premier League because they realized that it's more important to win the Premier League than it is to get into the Champions Okay,
2: Arsenal have no chance of winning the Premier League. They should be focusing on Champions League (laughs) That's the thing Manchester United and Jose Mourinho Was right last year Screw the Premier League It's going to be too much of an effort We're just going to win the Europa League And look we are We're in the Champions League Just like you City And they look Just like you Liverpool And they look good And they look They they don't look that good Well In the eyes of people They're going to look good Because they have a trophy No 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 They look good Yes yes in that sense yes yeah, And exactly. I make that argument. I think Manchester United had more of a successful season than second place at Tottenham last year.
1: Probably, yeah, because they won a trophy. They won two trophies. Two trophies.
2: The Europa – actually three if you include the Community Shield. The EFL Cup, the Europa Community League Community Shield. Cup. Hey, still
1: a trophy to lift. Oh, so you, you, you like that Arsenal treble, huh? The Community Shield, yes. the Emirates yes. Cup, and the Asian yes. uh, Premier League Cup or whatever. Yes. That's stupid crap. So
2: you have that cluster, and then you have the cluster of all the other clubs spending money to. West Ham? To, to just stay West in. Ham, yeah, West the Ham with the money they spend with Chicharrito. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joe
1: Hart and Zabaleta. Mm-hmm. Interesting so acquisitions.
2: Who is your favorite to win? I still think it's Chelsea. You think so? Because Chelsea feels
1: like they're going through a, a, a setback. My thing is a champion should should either... A, my my opinion on a champion is, and this is why I think Seattle wasn't this good in MLS, is a champion always has to get better. I think they've gotten a little bit better, marginally better, than they were last season, roster-wise. Now, losing Matic was a huge, is a huge loss. I think a lot of people are not anticipating how big of a loss that's going to be, but I still think Chelsea champions, their team hasn't drastically not improved. I mean... They've still, they're still a quality side. And I still think with that three-back line and Antonio Conte, I think they're still the favorites to win the league.
2: Yeah, I. They're, they are the defending champs.
1: They're you defending have... champs, and I think their team got marginally better. Now, we got to see how those signings work out. I'm not sure about paying 70, mil, uh, 70 million it pounds or euros for Morata. I'm not really sure about that. But, I mean, outside of that, they've made some – Decent sh- shinings, signings.
2: Bakayoko. I like Roger, Bakayoko, yeah. Uh, but they lost Ake, the youngster. Who... Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Ake was on loan at Bournemouth for the longest time.
2: And he was successful, and then he came back. And that had, had prize for him, but they sold him. It, they lost a bunch of, you, you know, Zumba left. Traore left again. Matic. I think Matic is going to be missed. I think it's going to
1: be a big loss. I don't think people anticipate it. But the... the so you have Chelsea That's one right Yeah And you have
2: United Who's just spent 40 uh, million pounds On uh, Matic Lukaku comes in For about 80 75 uh, Little little, little from Benfica 31 mm-hmm. So who knows But the thing is You just watch them Against the Real Madrid In the Super Cup and they were boring. They were a disaster. Lukaku misses a sitter. He made the other one, so it's 2-1, to one, the, the final score. But it, they don't have a style of play. It is long balls. It, I don't think that's going to work. They're going to draw again a lot of games. And they had a, a huge... Yeah, huge is scored more goals than Manchester United last year. They had a huge drawing season. problem last year, too. Yeah. So then you flip side to City, who spent half a billion dollars under Pep Guardiola yeah. in, the, in the two years of the year. Danilo from Real Madrid. Danilo,
1: Mendy, Walker... They're trying to show up their backline. Their back they, line's a mess. I mean, their backline. They every off they spent all this money on. on I on think these finally, I think this is a season where they think they're going to be they're going to be better off their back line. I think they spent they've got the right players. I mean, because they've been spending, I think a lot of money on just and they're also been relying on older fullbacks: Kolarov, Zabaleta, Sanya, Sia, Sia, Sia. yeah. So it's just it's a bunch of older players that just weren't working out fullbacks. I think they need to spend money on uh, on fullbacks. I think they did a good job. Now, the selling of Ian nacho I thought was interesting, but I think it was bound to happen. He was the odd man out, but he's still a fantastic player.
2: You're a, you're a City fan. Yeah. Let's, let's make this clear. Yeah. Armand is a City fan, although he's wearing an Arsenal jersey. I,
1: I, I wear jerseys for fashion statements. So all you Premier League lovers, you can come supporters, roast him. just roast him. Please, I not care. Please, please, please. I look good in any jersey, so I like wearing nice ones. Okay. Wow. But – I think they've made they've, they've made good enough signings and whatnot, and we're going to see a full season of Gabriel Jesus, and that's going to be fun to see. We saw him play. I mean, he's He scored important goals last season. Oh, for sure, and he, he's a fantastic player. So, I mean, I think it's going to be an exciting season for them. I think he's Guardiola got the right players for his system, and we're just going to see Guardiola ball at the finest uh, degree.
2: Then you move uh, back to London. You got Tottenham. Did nothing. Did the nothing. Transfer window. They lost Walker. The they... Walker
1: was a backup, let's be honest here.
2: True. True, so true. very fair, but they did nothing. So what, I, I think they'll go. I think they'll be lower in the Premier League. You have to spend. You ha- I don't know. Not with Tottenham. Tottenham are still young enough where they can. They Tottenham last year to were still taking the step up. They haven't reached the climax.
1: I think they still need to spend a little bit. That's just my two cents. But I, like I said.
2: Yeah. No. Sure. Then there's Arsenal with Lacazette. Great, but Klasniak. they. I think they're still missing quality throughout the squad. They're missing something in that they're, team. They're missing a captain. If right. you ask me a true captain. Now, Granit Shaka, I think he was a captain at Borussia Mönchengladbach, but I think he can make that step up. Swiss bias. Shut up. <laughs> he can make... I think he could be a good captain, but the problem is he's still too new and he's a little bit young. Let him grow. Now, he. I think he was missing uh, Aaron Ramsey in that midfield last season, or Santi Cazola to be... Be more precise. I think he was missing somebody who was a little bit more creative. That way he could take the pressure off of that, uh, take that pressure off of him, and he could just do what he does good, which is be an enforcer, be a guy who's a stopper in the midfield, but can also ping balls pretty well.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think then you go be. to
2: Liverpool, who brings Salah. I like Salah. Who has uh, the Coutinho bid by Barcelona uh, rejected. Twice actually. So right. who knows what Liverpool is? I think they could be sneaky good on everybody. Nobody's really paying attention to them.
1: I think they'll be I think they'll be really good, especially Jurgen Klopp. Yes, Love Jurgen Klopp. I think he's Love only growing
2: guy. the squad and they're growing in confidence. Right, exactly. But Liverpool have that problem where they could beat Chelsea and then turn around and lose to Bournemouth. Or yeah, Toronto. exactly. I mean, so it, it's the inconsistency that, that hurt Liverpool the most. Then there's Everton to bring in Keane, Klassen, Martina, Pickford. Rooney is. They have
1: spent money. I think it was an Iranian owner. It's a Persian owner. Yeah, it is. Uh, they had a Persian Oil owner. That Persian owner take over the club, and Oil they've money. been spending lots of money. Um, I think Pickford. I think is interesting to see. Yes. In my opinion, thirty, 30 mil. That's for, for, it's about how much. Uh, well, not about, but. So a little bit less than how much he played for Ederson. So I think the comparison of those two are really interesting to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for sh- I think for sure. But um, I'm gonna ask you, Steven, what's your team that you think is going to come out of nowhere and be an overachiever this year?
2: Ooh. You know that's that's really hard. I think Everton could be the underachiever where they spend a lot of money and they could underachieve. Mm-hmm. I think Bournemouth will be interesting. They got Jermaine Defoe. They they're solid around all the uh, at every position. They scored a, a f- a phenomenal at a phenomenal rate last season. Right, exactly. They scored higher than, than Manchester United. And I think they're sneaky good. Mm, that's a good point. And my other one is actually Stoke City, and here's why. I think Mark Hughes is going to be a lot, under a lot of more pressure this year. You think? And he has to succeed. Why do you say that? He has to succeed in the sense that either they need to win the FA Cup or the FL Cup... Or they need to to win the games they should, because often in Stoke City is they could beat City that we we saw we see this. They always beat City. <laughs> they always beat City, but then they'll turn around the following week and lose to Watford. Yeah. So it's just they you know one step forward, two steps back. I
1: totally I totally agree with with, with that. But my my pick, I think it's West Ham. And there's a club that nobody talks about. They got. Chicharito. I love what West Ham has been doing this summer. Talk about TV ratings,
2: Mexican star. Chich- they
1: made a Hispanic Twitter because they got Chicharito. No, they did. They did. They made a Spanish Twitter because they got Chicharito. Chicharito, Joe Hart, Zabaleta, Arnaudovic from uh, Stoke City. Oh yes, all, yes. All the, all the, all those players going to West Ham. They had a really garbage start to the season last year. I remember they were terrible in the new stadium and the in the, the new pie drama, and now. I think they're going to be comfortable in the new stadium. I think they're also going to be a lot better off. I think Chicharito is still a little underrated by people, in my opinion. I think some people think he's overrated. I think he's underrated. I think he's a fantastic goal scorer. I think Joe Hart, he's back in England. He's more comfortable. I think he's going to be a better keeper than what he was in Torino. I think Zabaleta is a good option. And they've moved on from that whole payette
2: mess. Fiasco.
1: Mess. And then Bilic is going to be... Just a lot better off, I think. They have more quality players. I think they're going to be a team that's going to compete for Europe. Strip, I'm honest with you. But the, this is the cluster. I I can't even pick a
2: favorite to win the league. To win the league, I can't pick it because I don't know. Manchester United. Look at them. and You're like, well, they have so much talent. They spent so much money. Why couldn't they? City's the same thing, and they both have world class managers. Chelsea, defending champs. Tottenham. Why can't they? They they take their second place last season. Right. Then you look at Arsenal. And you go, well, maybe Arsenal could be that surprise that nobody expects, like Chelsea last season. Or they could just suck. Or they could just suck. Liverpool's the same issue. Yeah, the inconsistency. If Liverpool is consistent for all the for every you know match day, then you'd be like, well, they could they could lift it. They have that team nucleus. They have a good manager. I mean, they
1: almost did, back when, uh before Gerard slipped. Yeah, before Gerard slipped. And
2: then you look at the biggest concern I have looking forward to this season is European football versus the Premier League. Especially under the four that make the Champions League and then Arsenal when they eventually get to the round of 32 in the Europa League in the second half of the season. What are they going to focus on?
1: I Be- mean, th- that's why I think a lot of these teams are spending for depth. I mean, a lot of people were wondering why City was spending so much money on two, two fullback these position. I think a lot of teams are looking to spend for depth. I think depth is you need depth. I mean, you need depth in the MLS. You need depth in the Premier League because the Champions League well without the mid season games. So I think that depth is gonna is gonna come in right, handy. Right,
2: but in importance to at what point do you say we're fourth here in the Premier League? We're in the round. We're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League playing Atletico.
1: Well, I think the Champions League is always gonna have a is little it bit more dependent
2: on the matchup.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think so, honestly. But I th-
2: because of Neymar's move, the, the Champions League is no longer just a three-team uh, tournament. Not just
1: a Real Madrid, Barcelona. And Bayern Munich. Bayern it's Bayern. no longer that. You have the five
2: from the pre- You could see every f- one of the five from the Premier League, you could see winning Champions League. I could see Liverpool. I could see Tottenham. I could see every five. Yeah. You okay. add Juventus. You add Bayern Munich. Throw in Dortmund, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you throw in that. Leipzig. Right. No, not yet. Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG. That's 11 clubs that you could see winning the title for the Champions League. But at what point do these Premier League clubs say, ah, and then you have Arsenal's deal where, or deal where, what if they're fifth place and they're three points behind uh, Liverpool for the fourth place, but they're in the round of 32 in the Europa League and they just had a couple of injuries and realize the likelihood of them catching that fourth place is suddenly smaller do they do a Manchester United where they kind of just put in the youngsters in the Premier League, get the experience, and really go in and win, win this trophy? Because Arsene Wenger at the end of the day could say, look, I won a trophy when I'm in the Champions League. Actually, even better, we're in, the, we're in the Champions League and I won a trophy. It used to be fourth place is a trophy without the trophy right. itself.
1: I think – I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. I mean, I think it depends on the circumstance. I think it's more of a – it's dependent on what happens. I think – First, I mean – I think you can make a you can make both a priority of sorts. I think the lower cups are going to be the ones that suffer the most, like the EFL Cup and also the FA Cup. Yeah, I think yeah. those are going to suffer the most. The FA absolute Cup most.
2: becomes important if you're screwed and you don't have anything in. Right. Another club to pay attention to is I think um, is Southampton with the Van Dyke ordeal going on. Will mess. he easily go? Mess. It's, it's an absolute mess. It's like every single year. Brighton and Huddersfield Town, are, I think, are going to be exciting to watch. Get ready for the Newcastle supporters come out ready to roast Rafa Benitez after they lose two games. The Newcastle's strong in, oh in negativity. Gosh. They love being negative. Yeah, they. <laughs> they're just a funny club. Ah, uh, and you know, and then you have Everton. who spent all this money, and you ask why? Why do they spend this money? What's even the point? They're gonna finish seventh or eighth place. They're not gonna get any. Well,
1: wow, you're really you're a pessimist. I'm glad you're not an Everton fan.
2: Ah. <sighs> But it's it's you know it is what it is.
1: It's the excitement of the Premier League. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen this this season. And Honestly, it, 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 it's more
2: open than ever. It's more open than ever, and that's that is something the MLS could learn.
1: Now imagine the Premier League had a playoff.
2: Oh, I no, I don't like it. I love it. Nah,
1: that's the American coming. The thing. Out of
2: me. Well, the thing is, Premier League has so much quality. I think playoff could work. The MLS doesn't have that quality and that buzz. Where it's, just imagine
1: a four team playoff, top four. Play for bragging rights. All four get Champions League spots.
2: Now you're on to something. See? If you just ate, you can't do eight. It has to be four.
1: It has to be four. It can't be eight. Eight's too much. Do four. No wildcard BS or anything. Just, uh... Do you all play at Wembley? No, you play at the respective grounds for the first for the first two matches. For the semifinal games. and the final, you play at, at uh, Wembley.
2: Okay, well, that's it. Follow us on Twitter at Unc Sam Soccer Podcast. We'll be back with our regular lineup. It was a Premier League special. There's a Premier League special. Don't enjoy the season. We're not selling. Go out. gunners. That's my club. Fourth place. Here we come. Wow. Really a pessimist.